Chapter 2 Awareness Are you the light within the dark, or the dark beyond the light? How will we know what's right or wrong unless our innermost intuition is kept in sight? There was truth in that inner space of being, which held a spark of awareness impossible to measure. This was fortune of all living life, and that center was like a jewel of spiritual treasure. Layer after layer, like a sword at home in its sheath, this discovery of a spiritual nature within sparked my confidence when I ground up herbs from the earth, rolled them in paper, and ignited the cannabis as smoke poured in past my teeth. With that breath in, I became infused with the smoke. This scent pulled my awareness through the pranamaya kosha, where I sank closer to my spiritual soul, all from that toke. Then each breath in, I was reborn, and each breath out, I would pass away. Absorbed in the here and now, each thought rose to the surface before I watched it float away. To where were these thoughts going? I hadn't a clue. I knew I got closer to knowing this, rather than knowing I, as an individual, knew something to be true. As if I entered into a living dream, with my eyes still wide open, I entered into that layer beneath the kosha of breath, where I realized the spaciousness of air has no end. Meanwhile, my body seemed to have limits, but it was the breath that kept this life force afloat. The mind stream observed and moved quicker, and so I watched my awareness maneuver this body the same way a captain controls a boat. Now what kind of captain was I? And who was it that I could be? I could steer this vehicle anywhere I wanted, and I could even aim to undertake a journey and cross the most treacherous sea. Would I play it safe? And why would I ever leave that stone shrine? I could sit and pray for many days on end, but then what growth would I find? I walked in a spiral around the tree, and I made sure Manuka was safe before I journeyed outward until her, the cats, and the shrine disappeared. It had been a rough path for both of us, but that was no excuse not to face the feeling called fear. And so I wondered about those koshas. Since this was a name of the layers I'd come to navigate through the depths beyond the mind, I'd traverse those layers in my dreams, and every so often I'd find some auspicious signs. Inward there was a path, but this space was a place that only our soul could know. Manuka exposed this inner journey through the layers, and so I'd open the doorway where only something like the invisible awareness could go. At rest within, I walked onward before I realized there was nothing else to know, and so I trusted this path with great faith, and that's when I began to surrender and let go. Once I released the body, I felt something tug at the mind. There I observed this sensation before I slipped inward as I felt the slight heat rise along my spine. Usually I go inward to sleep, but in this darkness I went deep within to stay awake, and that's when I would stumble upon the awakened feeling, which got me ever closer to that innermost blissful state. I crossed the line between conscious and unconscious. I lived up to my name and became automatic, a witness while it happened. I passed into a different layer. Why, every night when the others lay to rest, I would dive deep into the self, 
since this was the place dreams came into reality, for I always felt that pull to discover my innermost nature. And have you ever seen someone die? Then you've witnessed the release of the human inner layers. And so a similar death occurs every night when we surrender to the body and sink past the mind after we say our bedtime prayers. Sleep becomes the resting state, and just like in death, we enter into that automatic flow. Here I took another breath in and walked among the spirits of our ancestors, since it was this smoke that allowed me to drift like the winds of creation where all spirits roam. The smoke of this plant became an ally, and it brought me into places where most living beings wouldn't go. This invisible essence made my senses awake and aware, since it gave me the space and peace that only my awareness could know. Here I became one with that wind, and so I'd mimic nature and take a giant breath in through my nose. Slow and gentle, I held the breath in before I embraced the revelation of letting go. The exhale emptied me, and just like the tide I sank again. Yet another death beseeched my presence, then I greeted a new life with another breath in. This awareness was invisible to the eye, but every animal seemed to be aware. All spirit is united with the wind, and so all of us unite through the emptiness of air. The breath carried my body forward, and my limbs followed along. Every step became a sacred gesture, and now the leaves began to hum along to God's song. The melody was ever-present, since the awareness of earth was already right here, and let it be known that the medicine of this smoke led me through the magic of breath which was mixed with the tree's fresh air. When we go inward towards death, it's no different than fading off to bed. We wake up fresh tomorrow, and that's why there's such peace behind each and every breath. Even when the body gives up, we sink lower into that great seat of ourself. Once we surrender, we journey through our awareness, and there we realize we're one with everyone else. This death is the exhale, which is the emptiness that greets us when there is nothing left. And just when we touch the very bottom at the very end, our awareness carries us into the invisible layers where our perceptions readjust. Awareness is made to awaken, and so we wake up and take a look around. We might ask ourselves, now what are we looking for? And so it is death that reminds us of this most precious moment where the real treasure is found. At home in this darkness, there were no concerns I had. This seemed to be the true essence of awareness, which stretched beyond right and wrong, good, bad, or happy and sad. Then I inhaled another breath of smoke, which was like the fuel for this introspective fire. A toke here or there would do it, and so my awareness grew hazy when new ideas would conspire. Oh, how this fire is spiritual in nature, and how many times have I lost sight? One should be careful as to how they cultivate this inner fire, for smoke can be a great ally if it's used just right. Cut off from desire, before long I'd be thrown into the reality of this body, Oh, how real life would call me back soon. But right now, I'm on automatic in the unconscious to discover who it is that I've come to embody. So who am I? What if I discover that I'm actually no one? On that exhale, I pause to let the emptiness swallow me. And that's when I met death, like all life has always done. 
life after life, breath after breath. I continued to greet the moment of each inhale, then the awareness followed these steps into the exhale of death until nothing was left. Oh, I'd pass on to the bottom as I searched for that innermost layer Manuka called the kosha of bliss. Then I'd inhale and rise all the way up to my surface, for this aspect of becoming was something that life couldn't resist. And whenever I believed I found the real answer, there was always another question waiting somewhere. For it was up to us to journey into the unknown and to go into the places where others wouldn't dare. I'd listen to my intuition, and there it sounded like Manuka's voice. She was my greatest guide, and I always listened to her before I made any choice. There she'd whisper to face what's in front of me, and when I was so tired that I wanted to quit, there my intuition would remind me that every new breath was an opportunity, and this opportunity was a journey that I wouldn't want to miss. But I've lost to the battle so many times, more often than I'd like to admit. But again, I was reminded of the possibility within each breath, and that's why I didn't quit. Depending on where I was or what I was doing, I could hone my awareness as if it was the truest sight. I could open it wide to observe the entire forest, or I could focus it like a single beam of light. This attention functioned on a continuum, and this awareness was my focus. If we clear away the distractions from our surroundings, then we can listen to what our intuition is trying to show us. Laser focused, I would work to direct this awareness to where I wanted to go. There I could go inward or outward and discover things that few had come to know. With my brain as an orienting system, I used this awareness like a flashlight. It was up to me to direct my attention where I wanted. This is the privilege of gaining critical insight. Sometimes I'd hear many opinions scattered through my mind, and sometimes I'd observe the physical world and everything that was around. The smoke seemed to enhance all the sensory input, and so I had to pay attention to what it was that needed to be found. Like a flashlight in a dark cave, I could adjust my awareness and direct it where I wanted, and just like that I'd focus in on something, and there I'd adjust my sight where my awareness responded. And this goes beyond just the external environment. We can ask, what are the sensations on the bottoms of our feet? There I could sense into it, and so my awareness would scan the body and focus on the steps where I felt the sensation of tingling or heat. But I wasn't aware of this feeling before, even though I'd always been walking on my toes. But now I was aware of my lower legs. And so this is a tool to direct the awareness wherever you want it to go. Think of awareness like a flashlight. We look inward or outward and direct it to things, places, or sensations. And then a creature ran off through the darkness, and so my flashlight of awareness jumped to find it where I spotted a rabbit who got my attention. Awareness is a great tool, but it's up to us to direct it where it must go. If we're always taking in more and more information, then we'll be congested with all there is to know. It comes down to how we use our brain, which is always trying to process more information. And if we take in too much data, then our awareness begins to lag as we've overloaded our main operating system. And if your awareness is overwhelmed, 
There are many ways to shift your attention or focus. You can scan your present situation, and there the awareness can readjust based on whatever you notice. By coming back to the present, we interrupt the rambles running through our mind. Often the brain is like a hamster running upon a wheel, and so we must slow down and realign. Not only can we direct our flashlight of awareness, but also if we're highly sensitive, we can often get distracted. If our awareness is always wide open to anything and everything, then whatever is in our senses gets consumed and refracted. If our environment becomes harsh or negative, then we adopt those qualities too. And so there is power in adjusting our awareness, and so we should stay keen on the things we allow into view. If you see the rain coming, your mind may sway where you feel sad and dismal. Or you can remind your awareness that this is how life grows, and so there can be great joy found through this gentle drizzle. And if you hear a strange sound, then the flashlight of your awareness may jump to make sure everything is okay. But as you become more powerful with your judgment, you realize you're in control of how your awareness moves, and so you can choose if you want it to shift and in what ways. The attention of our awareness can be wide like a floodlight, or it can be powerful like a laser beam. We can drift along as if everything happens on accident, or we can be keen and aware throughout our life, and even stay mindful during our dreams. We decide what we tune into, and this is the power of our individual control. Whatever it is that you tune into, this is what you behold. Your curiosity may drift, and notice when you begin to zone out. What is the reason for the shift in the awareness? This may be a sign, and could this be a message from the unconscious, and if so, then what is it all about? Behind the attention and awareness is a sort of executive control. As you yourself are the mindful manager, you are subsampling your surroundings based upon your goals. What is most relevant? This should guide your awareness as to how you will perceive this world and act. This executive control system's job is to ensure the goals and behaviors of the system is in line and stay intact. This is how we maintain our goals, and so we can stay aware to relevant information and control our urges. If we can control our awareness and focus on what's important or needed, then we won't be flooded with information when the tides of our surroundings rise with surges. We can take on new information, and we control how we shift. It's a very complex system, like a juggler or a ruler, and maybe that's why they call me Auto the Automatic. Now working with the awareness can be tricky, often like a juggling act. Can you keep your awareness focused where you want it, when something else alerts your attention and tries to pull it off track? You can use your brain like an executive system to direct the flashlight of attention where to go. But sometimes your coordination can get thrown off, and if your life becomes negatively impacted by the way the attention functions, to the point where it causes serious problems, then they could say we are attention deficit, since the awareness is disturbed or lost. Attention deficit means we could have trouble paying attention, or even controlling impulsive behaviors but I tend to think it's a scattered connection between our own inner layers. The mind is a connection to the body, and the body to the breath, 
So if there is trouble with the awareness of attention, we can focus on deep breaths to help the attention reset. First, we should be aware of the mind. And so we can check in often to see how we're feeling and where we're at. Are our thoughts thinking far into the future? Or are we off track and stuck on something way back in the past? Use the breath to come back to this moment. Observe a flower, a stone, or whatever is right in front of you. The moment we can cut through discursive thought means we can bring back our awareness into the present view. By checking in with your mind, you can realize your mental state might not be as crisp as you wish it to be. Like a dirty window, mirror, or obstructed lens, we can use breathing practice as a method so that our awareness can see properly. When you're checking in, you become aware. And if you're tuning into it, you regain power of your attention and other details you may often miss. This helps with making better decisions because we must be aware of where our own mind is. And so this becomes an opportunity to better direct our lives. And this subtle change shifts all the aspects of how we can live. Having attention deficit means our mind may wander a lot, but by checking in with our awareness at each present moment, we gain meta-awareness and are able to cut through delusions, lies, and misguided thoughts. Now this attention deficit in today's world is prescribed with medication, but we must be aware that there are other ways to become fully present. There are those who may need to stay on medication, but you can regain control of your attention and awareness with eight weeks into mindfulness. This is not just awareness into the breath, but awareness directed into the mind. It starts with a minute of practice, very active practices using reflection and contemplation to observe inward and see what it is that you find. Beyond just sitting quietly to focus on your breath, you could go for a walk and feel the sensation of your feet upon the ground. Then when your mind wanders, come back to the present moment and look around. Can you work up to 12 minutes of practice a day? Then what is different by the end of the eight weeks? You'll be more focused, alert, and aware of your mind because you've trained yourself to come back to the present moment by using this mindfulness technique. You become the master, and your mind is like a wonderful servant that follows you. By working with awareness, we train the mind to always keep the present moment in view. We all benefit from mindfulness training, and it reconnects us to the flashlight of awareness. It allows us to cultivate a broad and receptive stance toward what is unfolding right in front of us. Then the brain works as our executive control system, which can update, shift, and redirect when we're off track. That can make the whole body function better. Then our attention and awareness can focus to guide us upon the best path. You see there are many layers to us, and within the layers there's a sense of containment deeper within them all. It's as if we discover there is no ground to stand upon, and so we have a great fall. But that's very good news, because that's when we discover there's no ground at all. This groundless space is the spiritual essence, at the center where everything is connected. This is the place after death where awareness shines like a flashlight, and so even without a body, we can travel to where our awareness and attention is directed. Many people go through life solely on the shores of life and death, 
building castles of worldly accomplishments in the sand of material existence. But at the dusk of life, the rising ocean of time will wash everything away to dispel all outward resistance. To create a truly lasting legacy is to live a life in mindful intention and love. The real purpose of dying is to reveal all that is unneeded as it reveals what we must let go of. I am learning to let go, but it's not like I'm any good at letting go today. For who am I? I am just a simple soul who has departed. Surely tomorrow I will try again, and when the light comes I will rise with that morning sun. May it illuminate my awareness to focus on the spiritual soul, and there I can remember how all is one. Yes, a chapter in our lives is closing and will not be reopened. We should see this as a positive shift, and so this is a great reason for celebration. Whatever we need to release right now shall create the space for what is divinely destined for us to manifest through her grace. We shall enjoy a release of intensity, so this brings a change of pace. May we open our hearts to the beginning of a golden era.